What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. Uh, I am still Coco Rabbit for now, and I'm joined as always by Seth. I. You'll be Coco Rabbit forever. <laughs> uh, episode 123 of the show is here. Uh, one, two, three. There you go. One, two, three, indeed. Um, very excited for today's episode. We have the new release exam for the month of December. Uh, coming up near the end of the show, so it gives me a chance to shed my Coco Rabbit moniker and get back to being the co-host. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out later do, uh, on. Do rabbits shed their 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 baby fur? Do they? There's like, or do they just have the same fur all the time? Um, I I don't I don't I don't know if it's like an event, but I'm sure you know, just like anybody else, their hair grows and falls out and gets replaced. Yeah. So I know some people are pretty intense about their their rabbits, so uh, I don't want to offend anybody for my my lack of knowledge. I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm sorry immediately. Um, so. Yeah, I apologize. Well, uh, Seth, it's you know it's interesting that you that you bring that up because um, premiering next week, uh, Rabbit Cast with Seth. Oh no! And uh, Seth's going to be learning about the wild and wacky world of of rabbits and Who's owning gonna... them and, and loving them and and uh, several guests are going to be uh, coming <laughs> on to talk about their own rabbits. Okay. And it's going to be a hit. It's part of the SoCo Network, so you know, still within the same podcast feed. So stay tuned for for Rabbit Cast. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you a hundred dollars. There's a rabbit cast. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick Google for rabbit cast. Babbling bunnies, bunny babbling. That's another. That's another one. There we go. Bunny babbling. Okay, so rabbit cast is a thing, but it doesn't have anything to do with bunnies. Do people like fish rabbits over the edges of, of boats? <laughs> and use them as bait. I wish they did. It looks like it's some sort of screen sharing thing. Um, oh. Leave it to tech company to take our fucking cool name for some. Anyway, we're gonna have to rename Rabbitcast, but something something to that effect is gonna be starting next week with Seth um, learning about bunny bunnies. babbling. Bunny babbling, babbling bunnies. Babbling. No, I like bunny babbling better. Bunny babbling. Okay. Yeah. Bunny babbling with with Seth. Going <laughs> <laughs> to do a podcast stream near you next week. Um, happy Thanksgiving, uh, belated, I guess. Um, to the listeners out there, we hope you enjoyed your holiday, and now I guess it's Christmas season, uh, so all that shit has started. I'm, I have to go out and get a fucking tree this week and decorate it. Um, you can tell how much of a of a festive person I am by the way I just <laughs> reported that news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thanksgiving for me was good. You got we got a, a my girlfriend and her friends cooked up a big uh, a big feast and stuffed my face, watched some football. Pretty basic, uh, pretty basic day, but but a nice one. Uh, how'd you spend your day? You were you were with family, right? I, I was, yes. Uh, ate some, ate some, I almost said ate some football. <laughs> um, uh, ate some food, watched some football as well, uh, and then stood out in a uh, garage and smoked cigars for like five hours. So with, with my uncles. So, uh, yep that that was that was my day. That was that was my afternoon. And then I went to a hockey game, the annual uh, Thanksgiving night hockey game in in Waterloo, Iowa, mm-hmm. and then gambled some money away and. Had a nice, nice little evening. That's a goddamn American holiday right there. Yeah, yeah. Hear it. That was that's a yeah. long-standing tradition uh, that we don't get to do anymore since I don't live there. But mm-hmm. yeah, for probably what four or five years in a row, we went every every Thanksgiving to the uh, to the Thanksgiving hockey game. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a good tradition. I mean, it's always good to drink some brews and lose a few dollars with your buds. <laughs> so did now in in this league that which is a sort of a minor league hockey not affiliated with the NHL but a, 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 a anyway it's 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 professional but not quite um, youth anyway, hockey youth hockey yeah 
Um, my favorite team in that league is the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders, and yours is your the favorite Blackhawks. So your which, favorite team who, is not the Rough Riders. It certainly is. Who who won? Uh, Waterloo by a lot. They did. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. good for them. Are you lying? Because yeah. you know I won't look it up. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being truthful. <laughs> I'm truthing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, truth and Seth and his Thanksgiving hockey. Um, it, it's just, middle. it's just proof that not only, I mean, if the listeners of the SoCo Short Sports Show know that you are, are terrible at picking your teams, uh, the Cedar Rapids <laughs> Rough Riders are one of your teams, and they're they're terrible. So, well, I don't know about all that. Um, it's probably because my boy Foley isn't on that team anymore. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, lots of good stuff with with the hockey game. We don't really have that kind of team around here, so uh, I'm kind of without that, which is a bummer. But uh, very excited. Actually, let, let's let's uh, let's tell talk about this at the top of the show in case folks don't listen all the way through. Um, next week, actually, Seth and I are go- are going to take a holiday, so we're not going to be having shows next week. Um, but we'll be back in two weeks. So we're uh, we're traveling. Both of us are traveling. Uh, to Los Angeles, gonna have some fun, do a few things. Uh, actually, along with at Jared Buckendall, he's gonna be <laughs> along for the ride as well. And uh, friend of the show, Lindsay, uh, we're also gonna be hanging out with. So, um, because of the travel schedule, we're not gonna be able to get a recording in. Uh, so next week there will be no shows, uh, neither the regular show or the sports show uh, next week. So we're just gonna, we're gonna take our, our Christmas holiday a couple weeks early. We'll be back, uh, with shows after that and back on the regular schedule. I don't anticipate any other interruptions for a while. So, uh, no shows next week while, while Seth and I get our, uh, get our holiday on sometime in the sun and, um, and we'll be back in two weeks with more. But, uh, for this week, we got a few things to talk about. Um, got some, uh, some movies to review. We got some TV to review. Uh, we talked a second ago about the new release exam and uh, a lot more f- stuff, fun stuff, we hope, uh, in between. So uh, let's jump right into the show here, and we're going to start like we always do with Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Iron Cheek, uh, he, you know, he's been up and down lately. Uh, he, he's had some controversial tweets, some tweets that make Cody sad in the football department. Um, <laughs> but, I, but Iron Cheek... Really, he he just wants to spread one message, uh, one one simple thing. Um, Iron Sheik just wants everyone to know that uh, I fucking love you all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for a hot second, I thought I thought you said I fucking love you, comma wall, <laughs> and I was like, I think Sheiky Baby's doing some mushrooms or something. But he loves us all, his followers. Yes. I assume is what he's referring to. And Everyone, I think. Feels good. I think it's. I think it's the biblical all. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> God bless us. Everyone. That's that's <laughs> the sheiks. If sheik played Tiny Tim, that would yeah. be his version of that line. Um, that's pretty nice from the sheik. Some uh, maybe feeling sentimental around the holidays. Love showing his love for, for folks, and we love you too, sheik. Even though you piss us off sometimes. I call you a punk. All right, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Mathis Designs. Find our friend Steph on etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. Paid. And, of course, Mike's Wood. You can find Mike on etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed if you want to get your wood worked. Uh. 
That sounded like a noise that like uh, uh, a zombie toddler would make in a in a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, you sound like uh, you sound like uh, Georgie on It. That sounds like something he would say. Uh, which I don't know what you're going for, but that might be wildly inappropriate to say that it sounds like a child. Um, so we'll hey, you Georgie. <laughs> Uh, one more sponsorship we got to shout out to. Let's go to previously recorded Coco Rabbit for some more. All right, great stuff there as always. Uh, don't forget, folks, Anchor is where you can go to leave us voicemail and to become a contributor. If you want to contribute to the podcast on a monthly basis, uh, you can do that there. Shouts out to our current contributors, uh, Jared B., Mike V., and Fuck You. For, uh, for their ongoing contributions. We really appreciate that. If you can't or don't want to contribute, uh, just keep clicking on the episodes. We really appreciate that. Every bit helps. And, uh, yeah, we're just out here trying to get these ducats. So uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys helping how you can. So uh, we are going to move right on into the show. Lots of stuff to talk about today, uh, and we don't have time to cover it all. So we're going to cover a few of these news stories uh, in a fast-paced manner and quick hits. Here we go. Quick hits. All right, we'll start off in the world of television. Uh, look out, people who don't have enough to complain about. Disney Plus now has a continue uh, continue watching feature. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. I know uh, that was pre- people were pretty excited about not having that. <laughs> uh, the next Walking Dead spinoff called World Beyond is called World Beyond, uh, as current Walking Dead fan- ratings suggest. Fans are beyond watching this. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Me too. Uh, and finally, I didn't have any more news, so I just, uh, this is all I got. Uh, people love baby, baby Yoda. Let's all shut up about it now. <laughs> I think there I speak was, uh, for the entire internet when I say, no, fuck you. We're going to keep talking about <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> I think like half of the, uh, the articles that were on, cause there was like no news over the Thanksgiving holiday. So like half the articles on the TV news website I'm on were about Baby Yoda. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's fucking awesome. I love Baby Yoda, dude. I'm in. And movie news. Uh, the, fir- the first word in Rise of Skywalker has been confirmed as at. Uh, I'm now receiving word that the 69th word is McClunky. <laughs> Wait, is that actual news? They said at is the first word? Yeah, that was news. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. That's why. That's also why I included it, because I knew you'd be upset about it. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong delayed to fall 2020. Word is that they are adding more people to, to the cast for unnecessary exposition. Oh, thank God. That's what we need <laughs> is more humans in my Godzilla movie. Finally, uh, this one is, this one is, uh, I don't know if I should say it, but I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp producing Michael Jackson musical from the perspective of his glove. Just like Michael Jackson, Depp shouldn't ch- touch us one, but it was just too hard to resist. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> wow. That was... Uh, I, I read about this. It's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard of. Yeah. Um, and I, I already don't like Johnny Depp, so I can't wait to watch that fucking Z- Zamboni fall out of the sky. Zamboni? Also, so... <laughs> yeah, I not a Zamboni. What What's the thing? Uh, Zeppelin. Can't wait to fall. That, watch that Zeppelin fall out of the Zamboni. Yeah, <laughs> watch the Zamboni do it in the sky. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, I mean, there's so many more places too you could go with that. Just with it being from the perspective of his glove, that's probably not the 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 best thing. Um, yeah. I I mean, we we know how I feel about Michael Jackson after that after that documentary. Um, but. 
it just doesn't make doesn't make any sense. Like two Johnny Depp doesn't have the most the best things out there about him either. So yeah, no I don't shit. know. That's that's a weird 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 place they're gonna go with that. Yeah, that's dumb. I'm not gonna be surprised if that ends up getting like not made. Um, but we'll fucking see. Uh, rumors are that uh, Kevin Spacey is in talks to voice the glove. <laughs> so that's that's my little one line about it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that was the quick hit. <laughs> I was going to let that go as long as it took. <laughs> I I totally thought we had exited the segment. My bad. I thought I thought me by making the joke about Michael Jackson touching kids, I thought that was the clear sign we were done. Yeah. But. If anybody's still listening, uh, we're going to continue to do a show. <laughs> um, <laughs> feel free to log off at any point <laughs> now that Seth has gotten his Michael Jackson joke in. Oh. Uh, so good stuff in quick hits this week uh, on a light news week, Seth. You, you always make do with what you have, and that's 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 why you're one of the best. Making uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit. It, it, what? Don't <laughs> don't go to a barbecue with Seth. I guess is what we're learning today. <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, that's nasty. That is disgusting. Um, <laughs> the chicken shit is inside the chicken salad, and it's it's going. I like, am the queen. And it's because it was it was gross poops, from what I understand. Um, oh no. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the chicken shit. Um, let's get on to uh, some more stuff in the show. We're gonna we're gonna head to the world of TV. Uh, the always popular fan favorite favorite segment, Seth's TV Corner. It's coming right at you. Television. Down on the corner. All right, Seth. So we have a uh, a Netflix release. This is a show uh, coming back for its second season, and I know you were a big fan of the first. So Uh, third. uh, Is it the third? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I don't watch the show, Um, (laughs) but it's back for its third season, I should say. Uh, And I know Seth that you you've really enjoyed it so far. So interested to uh, to see uh, what you thought of the season three. Season two was great. Uh, I really enjoyed. (laughs) No, uh, season three in the final season of a typical, the uh, family com com drum, I guess, uh, that uh, centers around Sam Gardner who has uh, autism, and uh, first two seasons were him in high school. Now he's off to college, and so of course new challenges there with being in college, uh, and so he's a lot of seasons dealing with that. Him in college, he also has a, a girlfriend uh, at the end from the end of last season. Um, she's great. Uh, her, her her character is perfect, and and their their dynamic is is hilarious. But um, they're long distance and that type of thing. So he's working through a you know long distance relationship. Then they also have um, the other big storyline in the season is Sam's sister Casey. Um, she is not sure about her current uh, relationship status slash sexuality. She has a boyfriend that she really likes, but there's also a girl that she is has feelings for, and so big drama there, of course. And then uh, the last thing is the with the parents, um, who are Michael Rapoport and Jennifer Jason Lee, who are perfect uh, as the parents in the show. Uh, but they have been going through some things in their relationship and uh, cheating and things like that. So it's the them dealing with the ramifications of all that. So basic recap of this season uh, and finishing up um, with the overall storyline. But in a way, they really don't because it's, it's a continuing story. So, I mean, you... You could see in the, with this the way it ends. There, there's definitely more stories to tell, but they also don't want to have like too much of a finality, a finality to it, just because the 
this is, you know, it's, it's a story about life. It's very much a slice of life show. And so it wouldn't make sense for them to have like a big, you know, there's obviously storylines that wrap up, but there's no big like life changing event. It's just life kind of goes on type of thing. So I did like that. Honestly, like that's what I'll miss the most about it is just like that easy family. I mean, there's, there's hard drama at times in this with certain aspects of it. It'll make you feel, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's an easy show. It's a family show. You could see people going through it. They do a good job of making these people seem like a normal family, but also having, you know, some interesting stuff happen to them. Um, the show itself relies upon some of the relationships like Sam and Casey and, um, Sam also has a friend, Zahid, and there's a little storyline towards the end of that season with those two. Um, just they, they do a really great job of relationships in the show throughout the through the entire run of it, um, and all the and all the the cast members in general. They have a good rapport. So all, honestly, the show is, is has been one of my favorites um, over the um, uh, I guess three years that it's been on now. Uh, always always fun to 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 watch that one. So um, I'm gonna give it. 4.6 I don't know what to, to rate it <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of anticipation for nothing <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the the the, uh, the measurement scale should be for this one you gotta give me something I'm, I'm dripping with anticipation right now. <laughs> gross uh, 4.6 wet Cody's out of 5 <laughs> oh my gosh that is uh, that is something else oh that's nasty I think that we should now rate every show on how many wet Cody's it has. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. And uh, that's going to be... I'm going to start reviewing my movies that way. Okay. Uh, Was that... It, it, so your rating scale is... Uh, it's it's going to be super wet, mildly wet, damp, moist, dry. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes I'll just be, like, dry like, as an unused so like, napkin. So, like, sopping is, like, super wet. So you're sopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you're dripping, you're damp, you're moist, and then you're dry. <laughs> dry as fuck sometimes. Like last oh, week I went to Charlie's Angels and I, I was, holy cow. I was you're the dry, Sahara I was, Desert. I was drier than a 95-year-old woman in the Sahara. Um, <laughs> and then I also last week saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and I was... I was sopping? Uh, I was sopping, Yeah. I looked okay. like uh, I looked like I had just lost an American Ninja Warrior. I was, I was totally wet. <laughs> Didn't expect me to go with Ninja Warrior with my uh, with my joke about being super wet. Did you, America? Um, Ninja Warrior. <laughs> uh, fucking American Ninja Warrior. That's wow. we don't have time. we don't have time for me to talk about my feelings. No, let's get into it. We're in the TV section. You can just I, dive right in. I just I don't get why it's such a big fucking deal. It's an obstacle course. <laughs> Like, it's impressive the things they do on there, and that's cool, I guess. But like, the fact that people get so about it is so dumb to me. It's and they, they, I love, I love how they like, wheel these fucking people out there, and they all have some sort of sad backstory. Uh, like their mom is sick or some shit, and I ha- and I have sympathy for that, no doubt. But like, I don't get why that matters when you're fucking trying to climb a rope like it's it's the american idol thing where they try to make me care about each person and i don't want to care about them i just want to watch them sing or in this case watch them fall um off of one of those obstacles like i don't i don't understand the popularity of american ninja warrior that's you know what i love about that is that i had like, it in the started, chamber no yeah because you, you started talking and you're like don't get don't don't get me into it and before i could even finish saying go ahead you're like and the 
Uh, yeah, if I can, you know, if you if you crack the door open, um, for me to for me to get hot about something, uh, I'm gonna kick that motherfucker down. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I <laughs> some of the stances you take, I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that one, it's not so much a stance. It's just like I don't get it. Like, what? Tell me, <laughs> tell me why, America. This is this is one of our biggest shows right now, and it's on like it's tenth season or some shit now. Um, I just don't get it. And it's the same with Mass Singer. I, ju- I just don't get it. And <laughs> fucking holy moly. like Hey, man. <laughs> hey, don't you fucking despair. What kind of idiot would watch that show? Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. You know what? I'll listen to you talk about American Ninja Warrior all day. Hell, I'll even give you a mass singer. But as soon as you go towards my holy moly, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take you to fucking to the pain train, my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come at your holy moly. No doubt about that. Nice. <laughs> oh man, this is. I mean, we got time today. What? Anything else you wanna you, you wanna unload me on? What's the uh, What else you got for me to rant about? I don't know. I, I'm sure we'll find you're something. The, you're the one who just started on this thing. I didn't even. You're the one who brought up Ninja Warrior. <laughs> okay, so when we were at Thanksgiving last week, um, Gina told me. Well, Gina told me about this afterwards. So she was talking to Gina's my girlfriend's name. Um, we were talking. Uh, her and her friends were talking about me after I had left, which often happens when I leave rooms. Um, and <laughs> basically, it was funny because they all think that I am like a grandpa and they're all, they're all a fair amount younger than me. So I I think I was the oldest person at this by a few years. Um, Mm. and so I'm, I'm literally older than them, but also like what I did all day was sat in a chair and watched football. And I only talked to people who talked to me and, and then, and so between that and like the minefield of hot takes that occasionally come up that I need to rant about <laughs> and just my general like grumpiness um, it is it's I, I am an old fucking man and I don't know when it happened but all of a sudden I feel like I'm 95 and I'm actually kind of enjoying it but uh, it's it's come as kind of a shock to me that I am I am an old man um, or at least I act like one I'm still sexy as hell but <laughs> that's besides the point <laughs> Uh, why can't you just admit you're a sexy grandpa? <laughs> I should get a foxy grandpa cap. That would yeah. be pretty cool. I, I still, I still want to, uh, <laughs> I still want to someday make a a grandpa co animated show uh, <laughs> for oh, the grandpa co character. That would be amazing. That that actually reminds me of something else. Um, oh God! So at the so I did a comedy show last night, uh, which was called Hammered History, and so my what I was asked to do for the show is get really shit faced. And I had to tell a folk, st- a folk story about Christmas, which I did, but in the middle of it, um, the Yule twins, is that the, what they the were? Yule, the Yule lads. <laughs> Yule lads. <laughs> and, um, I was, I was late in the show, so I've been drinking a lot. And so I totally stopped my show to give a guy a shout out about his Kangol hat that he was wearing. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, I don't know if it was a Kangol. It was like a flat cap, like my grandpa coat cap. And um, I stopped the show to be like, hey, this guy's got a cool hat. Give him a round of applause. And <laughs> it was it was one of my best. Uh, it was one of the longest applause breaks I had was for this fucking guy's hat. So <laughs> that felt pretty cool. Uh, uh, so grandpa everyone... has an appreciation for hats. <laughs> did uh, did everyone uh, enjoy your Yule lad story? Did you turn them into superheroes? 
You know what? I didn't. Um, I, I ended up running short on time, so I didn't get to do... You and I had been talking about some of the material I could do with comparing the Yule Lads to superheroes or some sort of holiday-based <laughs> team of do-gooders. The, 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 the Yule Lad is the, the sidekick to Santa. Yeah. <laughs> that would have gone really well. Had I not drank so much, I probably would have put that in, but I, I missed it. Um, but uh, it was it was a fun, fun and interesting show to be a part of. Um, there was a lot of drinking going on last night. Um, fun times. Anyway, what we're, we're, we're supposed to be talking about TV. What are we doing? Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about talking about old man and see again. Now I have strayed from the thing we're supposed to be talking about. No, no. old man activity. Where are we? Everyone, <laughs> everyone listening is like, well, thank God they're on a break. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, what was what TV corner? Is that what we just did? Uh, yeah, four point, we're done. What was the score? Four point six wet co's. Yeah, <laughs> four point six wet co's out of five for Atypical. Uh, all three seasons are available on Netflix. High recommend from Seth. Check it out if you like. It was the subject of this week's TV corner. Television. Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. All right, folks. Let's flip it over to the movie side of the uh, of the show here and we're going to start by making the quota what's your name fuck you that's my name <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya and I quote all right Seth has pulled a quote from a film I need to figure out what film and what character in that film or actor uh, said the quote so what do you got for us this week I I, I quickly got the last week one because it was one of my favorite quotes from uh, from a, a great movie so I'm interested to see if I can replicate that my performance again this week. Good explanation. Uh, all right. The quote is, now this is a dope-ass top ad. Shit, I know this. Um, Careful. It's not It's not in gold member, is it? No. Okay. I told um, you prior. Uh, let's see. What I remember from our last time is that Michael Caine was the subject of the last quote. So I'm trying to go through my Michael Caine filmography. Oof, I'm pulling up a, a blank here. Um, <clears throat> Blankety blank. Is it in um, The Prestige? No. It's a good movie. Um, Jesus. Uh, give me a hint or something. When, how old is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2014 was the year of release. Okay. And it's not Now You See Me. It is not. It's not Now You it See Me. It is not. <laughs> My wife. Lolo <laughs> Lilo. It's not, it's not Borat. That would be really funny if Michael Caine was in Borat. He might be. The size of a tangerine. That's actually really good. Well, okay. Is it in, well, no, 14 wouldn't have been any of the Batman movies. No, sir. You actually, you do a pretty good fucking Michael Caine. That's not bad. Oh, is this um Jesus? Is it Kingsman? Yes. <laughs> okay. Kingsman. <laughs> yeah. Michael Caine just popped on the popped on the podcast to say yes. Um, <laughs> so then it must be Eggsy then, right? That says it? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do it now. It's not Eggsy. Um Oh, Sam Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's his character's name? Um, the listeners are fucking enthralled right now. 
thank goodness I, I always edit these because we're going on three or four minutes of me just going, hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam My Jackson's character, I, it is not, his name is not coming to the fore. Um, what is his name? My cocaine. <laughs> Sam, I can't do it anymore. Sam Jackson's name is Valentine. Ah, uh, yes, Valentine. Yeah, I like the first Kingsman. I know, I no, know you. Sir. Um, the second one was not a favorite of yours, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, number three is coming out. Are you uh, the prequel? They're going back to the beginning with uh, with Ray Fiennes. Are you excited by this? I, I'm enjoying the trailers. That movie looks like shit. <laughs> okay. Well, Michael Ken, you need to get the fuck out of here. Because um, I'm trying to get Seth's opinion and you keep it <laughs> I'm going to practice that one. I, I think I got a good got a good base with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Especially the Nosa. <laughs> <laughs> Nosa. <laughs> <laughs> but... but <laughs> Now tell me whether or not you're excited for Kingsman 3 so we can move on. I'm not excited, so. <laughs> oh my god. I, you're cracking me up today. Uh, I can't I can't deal with this. Um, um I I personally the the prequel I don't really care that much about. I mean, it looked fine the trailer, um uh, but I got pushed back to whatever. I actually saw when I was in the theater the other day they had a Kingsman stand up that said february and i said wrong i yelled at <laughs> it no and then uh but uh yeah so i got pushed back um <clears throat> i don't know like we'll see how this one does if, if this one is good and kind of gets me back into it then i'll be excited for the actual third one with bringing eggsy and all them back which is planned still but if not then you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah whatevsies then anyway no more whatevsies in the quote section uh we had we had Sam Jackson and Kingsman uh, for this week's Making the Quota. Uh, I hit the button all emphatically and everything, and it, yeah. I didn't have it ready. You suck, Seth. <laughs> What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! My name is Inigo Montoya. And I quote! Occasionally, a low-energy podcast can end up being a good one because we're in goofy, giggly <laughs> moods, and uh, uh-huh. so we'll, we'll see if that continues. Uh, as the show moves on, uh, we wanted to talk about a specific topic related to uh, a film that came out last week and a film that's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, so let's get into movies and we'll do just that. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. All right, Seth. So Knives Out uh, is now making its way through cinemas, uh, doing really well, still getting highly, uh, highly reviewed. If you want to hear our review, of Knives Out. Uh, go back to last week. Um, we did that uh, that movie review alongside at Jared Buckendall, and uh, we all enjoyed it a lot. So with Knives Out, this is this is Ryan Johnson's return to directing and also writing after The Last Jedi. So uh, a couple years ago, his Star Wars movie, which a lot of people didn't like, um, and because it was a Star Wars movie, that became big news. And so. There was this big movement that was like, well, you know, we're fucking done with Ryan Johnson because he ruined Star Wars. And now he follows it up with a movie that everybody loves. So it's kind of an interesting thing uh, to think about. And, of course, we've got, we've got episode nine coming out in just a few weeks um, with, uh, with Ryan Johnson have, not being attached. So it's interesting to see how kind of the, the public opinion of Ryan Johnson has ebbed and flowed. Uh, throughout the years because in general and in my opinion I, I liked Last Jedi um, 
and I know you were higher on it than than the trolls were too. Um, but uh, he's got a fantastic filmography, so it's been interesting to see how his popularity and public opinion of him has changed, um, specifically related to Last Jedi, because it seems like the one the one blemish, if you call it that, in his filmography at all. Yeah, I, and I mean, with <laughs> along along those lines of like being a blemish. Uh, it's it was reviewed really well, like Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's certified fresh. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think. I mean, it's the, it's the fan thing, and that that's the that's the danger of especially a fan base like Star Wars Star Wars fans being so passionate and uh, overly passionate in a lot of cases. So that that's the risk that you take is if something happens, if you do something. I think it's the same kind of the same way, but in a lesser scale of like Shane Black with Iron Man three. Um, he kind of did some different things with that movie. Um, critically, it was reviewed well, but a lot of Marvel fans don't like it because it changes some of the direction of, of the prior movies or where they thought things were going. So um, that's kind of the danger you take with jumping into a franchise like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to get people, you're going to get alienated one way or the other. Um, so it's a risk to take. And, and other than that, uh, he's been really, I think this was for him the only time he's not truly been in complete control of his movie. Because everything else, it mm-hmm. seems like he's been writing and directing. You know, you go back to... Uh, Looper and Brick, and uh, of course Knives Out, writ, wrote, writ, written, written and directed um, <laughs> by Johnson, and you know you see this often. And uh, Kevin Smith has also talked about you know when you go to do like a big studio film, and you're kind of hampered by what the studio will allow you to do and what they won't do, and then also it sets this this bar of expectation that is really hard to overcome. And so a lot of times you see guys do this where they they get involved in a massive project and then they never do it again you know or mm-hmm. at least they're very sparingly doing it and do you do you expect would you expect for and i know you don't fucking know ryan johnson but is that what you would expect from him is that now he's got his he's got his money from the last jedi so i, I would i would expect him to be doing more projects where he's going to have control over things rather than having to bow down to a studio yeah i i mean for him i i don't think i don't think that he really cares what people think about that movie anymore because like you know, I think maybe at first he, you know, he was maybe a little uh, shocked by it and, and probably, uh, I think he may have responded to people and stuff in the beginning, but now I think there's no reason for him to respond. He's made the money from it. I think people just overreact. Even if you don't like that movie, it's not a bad movie. You know, like it's not, it doesn't look bad. It's not technically bad. There's a lot of cool stuff within it. So even if you, even if you hate it, there's still stuff to like within it. It's not like a bet actually a bad movie. Like, I know a lot of, like, a lot of, even critically, you know, you look at, um, I think, episode one, Phantom Menace. Is that what that one is? Yes. Um, people, a lot of people hate that movie. Like, it's, and, and a lot a lot of critics have didn't like that either. Like, it's different than, than The Last Jedi, because The Last Jedi, actually, people, it's it's more split versus, like, the hardcore fans. But I think, in general, most people who, who watched it liked it. And, again, I think that goes to the critics, too. So, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's... It sucks for them because you know the the directors because they 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 take a chance on really the money here, but now people are like people who probably before would have gone to see their movies are not going just because his name's on it. You know, like that that's the thing that annoys me the most. Well, yeah, it's frustrating, and and I should say Johnson is is still I guess in talks for doing potentially his own Star Wars trilogy, and that's kind of uh-huh. been hot and cold. So he he may stay in Star Wars, and I would certainly be really <clears throat> interested to see, you know, what um, 
see what he says. But yeah, I mean, it all it all comes back to that idea of like toxic fandom. And <clears throat> Johnson has been pretty open and uh, forthright with how much trolling he's really gotten. And, uh, you know, that's, that's of course, the risky run, but I don't feel bad for him. Dude made a shitload of money uh, off of Star yeah. Wars, I'm sure. So, And now he kind of gets to do what he wants. So, you know, you, you bow to the Empire once and you're kind of set up for life. Um, are there any... So, uh, Johnson is a director who has become a favorite of both yours and mine. Um, and yet, you know, he's got what some people would call this is one bad outing. Are there, What other directors that you like have that one shit movie uh that you that you don't consider part of their list or or that's their yeah but god i don't know like i mean kevin smith has too many of them to say just one <laughs> uh, if you had to pick one it'd probably be cop out right would, would that be um yeah maybe yoga hosers mm. yoga 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 horses is a tough one yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i don't think there's a ton for me I don't think there's a I don't think there's a ton of directors that I can point, you know, like th- that movie is like maybe Paul Feig has a few of them. I know like Last Christmas uh, wasn't great, but he has he has a couple good ones in there. I know a lot of people liked a Simple Favor. Was it last year? Yeah, ah, oh, that movie pissed me off. <laughs> so never mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I none none are. Do you have any that come to mind? I have none that are like popping out. You know, um, I'm not part of this camp, but some people say like Tarantino's Hateful Eight is kind of his his worst. Yeah. Um, but I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. Um, other than that, no, like my, so most of my favorite directors are kind of perfect. Um, I guess you know, James Gunn is an interesting case because like there's there's some James Gunn stuff I really like and some stuff that I really don't. Um, but he's one of those guys that has sort of elevated. You know, he's got a, a really big fandom. Um, but you know, he was involved. I know he didn't write or direct Brightburn, but that movie stunk. Um, he was involved as a producer on that one. I know you hate guardians too. Guardian. You know what? Guardians two. I, I, my opinion when I went back for a rewatch was a lot higher than when I initially. Okay. Um, so I, I, I ended up landing on that. I enjoyed that movie, you know, about as much as the first guardians, um, and um, I'm still lower on it than most people, but I, I don't hate it so much as as I did before, which was a nice side effect of my rewatches. I hate a lot less MCU movies than I did. <laughs> um, yeah, Shane Black, you bring up, he's an interesting case too because the uh, his Iron Man movie is so different than everything else he did, and so it almost doesn't even feel like a Shane Black movie. I had to stop and think, oh shit, yeah, Shane Black did direct Iron Man three. Um, so that, that I guess would be one. And I like Iron Man three, but it's so different from his other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, not a, not a departure in quality, but a departure in just like, you know, the typical movies a guy makes or a director makes, I should say, uh, guy Ritchie doing Aladdin this year was an interesting yeah. change up for him. Um, and he also did like that King Arthur movie that was, but that no one liked. Yeah, he's got a few. He's got a handful of shit movies on his list because he tries a lot of different stuff, which is really cool. Um, but um, kind of most famous guy Richie for the fast talking crime movies that he did mm-hmm. uh, in Bruges being one that that I really enjoyed. Gosh, I don't, I don't. Other than those, um, you know, the Coen Brothers seem like they're pretty much perfect, uh, or at the very least, I haven't seen whatever movies of theirs suck. Um, but I'm sure there they are did more a, that I'm just not. They did the emote. They did the emoji movie. The Coen Brothers did the emoji movie. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spielberg um, has a few. 
that I really yeah. didn't like. Um, I, I didn't love Ready Player One. I, I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. love it. And then he did like The Post, which I know you didn't like as much as some of his. Um, he I thought also it was good. Did, it just, yeah. He also did, um, I'm pretty sure he did Indiana Jones 4, which everyone hates. <laughs> so that might be his big one. Um, let me ask you this, shifting this a little bit. So, because the, the reason I wanted to talk about this is I talked to someone that I know who they were asking me, you know, like, oh, well, you know, what's coming out over Thanksgiving? And I mentioned Knives Out. And they said, oh, that's the Ryan Johnson one. You couldn't pay me to go see that. And I, and I said, why are you one of those guys? <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and he goes, yeah, Last Jedi. And I said, yeah. I, I looked at him <laughs> condescendingly and said, yeah. Um, but uh, he he won't go. He 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 even mentioned that like I think a friend of his is the same way he watched the trailer for Knives Out and was into it until he saw Ryan Johnson and then just right away said no they they the, the philosophy that I think most people have isn't that he's a bad filmmaker um in general it's that they don't want to give him money for ruining the last jedi <laughs> that i think is the 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 overall thought that is there anything that you've ever experienced that would cause you like to 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 blindly just not choose to do that <laughs> like like that that's something that's stupid <laughs> not yeah <clears throat> and like the, it's i'm always in defense because the the problem people had with last jedi was that creatively they didn't like where it went okay the movie is perfectly made they just didn't like the creative decisions that he made which is a stupid thing to like because that's fucking art that's all art is a series of creative decisions that the artists themselves made and yes. so, like, for example, we, you and I always talk, we talk very frequently, I think we just talked last week about Sorry to Bother You. And that movie makes some creative choices that you and I didn't like, but you still can appreciate the movie. And not liking a movie because you don't like what it did creatively is a whole lot different than not liking a movie because you thought it was poorly made or poorly executed. Mm -hmm. And so if you just dislike the, um, oh, what's, what's the name of the cat that did... Um, Sorry to bother you. Boots, Boots Riley. Boot. Um, Boots Riley. I'll watch I'll watch other Boots Riley stuff. I I didn't like the one thing he did in that movie, but um you know, I can see that there's good filmmaking there. And so, yeah, to say and to say that anyone ruined anything is fucking dumb. Like every every I don't know, every writer and director of Star Wars along the way has had decisions that they've gotten to make that the public didn't like. And so the idea that this one is somehow worse than any of the others is stupid to me but other than like real life shit okay like spacey and you know you hear about weinstein and all that kind of stuff like i'm not going to support their 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 new stuff that they put out um but that's an entirely different conversation just because i didn't like what boots riley did creatively and sorry to bother you doesn't mean i'm gonna boycott his shit from now on especially if you admit that it looks like a fun movie and you know it's gonna mm -hmm. be well made i think those mm -hmm. people are doing themselves more of a disservice ryan johnson doesn't care about that guy um, yeah, but they're, they're missing out on a really great movie because they got hung up on the last Jedi, and I feel bad for him more than anything else. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that's the thing that I don't get is like, you know, it's probably going to be a good movie, but you're stubborn about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're, you're stubborn because last Jedi, it's not even like that. Yeah. They, they don't agree with the creative decisions, but a lot of people, it's just like, it didn't go the way you wanted it to, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't know. It, I just it boggles me that people are out there who who really care that much about it. I don't understand why they get so upset about these things, but you know, I, I guess I guess uh, keep your head in the sand and 
don't don't go enjoy movies that normal people will be talking about because they'll go see them. <laughs> yeah, and if it makes it that much easier for me to get a seat to my third showing of episode nine, then fine. I'm glad those fuckers aren't in the theater. Like, <laughs> I want to go with people who are ready to join join the ride and and see where it takes. Like every fandom has, even in Avengers and everything like that. Like the I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like everyone's screaming and shouting about the terrible creative choices that were made in Avengers. And there are some along the way. And so uh, for whatever it is, I guess Star Wars just has the longevity of Star Wars and the the depth to which people care about Star Wars is such that you get some of that toxic behavior. And like I said, Johnson's laughing all the way to the bank. He doesn't fucking care what that one guy thinks. But, um, you know, it's all and unless unless the a, a boycott for lack of a better way of putting it is on a large enough scale it's only the people doing it that are feeling the pain so let them be the vocal minority i i don't care about them um mm-hmm. but there's not much you know unless i guess unless there was a movie where all they did was yell racist shit and and beat <laughs> up and beat up people and and did that for 2 hours with no reason for it and I was like, oh, that seemed like they just wanted to beat up a black black dude for two hours. That that might be something that I would say, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not going to follow that director now. Um, but short of that, I, I don't, you know, some movies aren't good, but it doesn't mean the next one can't be really good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think people are stupid. People, <laughs> that, That's my final summation. People are stupid. <laughs> well, uh, people are stupid could be the, the subtitle of the SoCo show. Um, <laughs> If we needed to, uh, it it also is the subtitle of uh, Babbling Bunnies, which will again be premiering next week. So uh, check that out in your podcast feed with Seth. Um, did I have that right? Was it Babbling Bunnies, Rambling Rabbits? But you're you're right about all about that. But it's not the podcast feed; it's the Hopcast feed. The Hopcast, yes, of course, the Hopcast. Um, yeah, good stuff on the Hopcast with uh with a lot of bunny talk coming next week. But anyway, back to our show here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I really enjoy Ryan Johnson, and I've liked all of his stuff. Um, and so it's going to be – I actually um, – when I when I worked with Lindsay on that movie last year, um, we shot on location in a tunnel in San Clemente, California, where they where Ryan Johnson shot a scene for Brick. And so that oh, was cool. kind of cool. And he's from San Clemente, and a couple of, um, couple of people on the crew were from there and big fans of his. And so uh, that was kind of a cool – thing to be able to kind of be near um so i'm i'm officially a fan of Ryan johnson i'm gonna check out pretty much everything that he puts out from here on out oh also um this hasn't doesn't have anything to do with uh kind of the topic of that but in in terms of ryan johnson and knives out he did a he did an interview or something along those lines where he hopes as long as this movie does well hopes to do more of these movies but with daniel craig's character as the detective and going to other families and stuff and figuring out murders so this could be like a like almost like a book series but you know like a just an anthology series but but with Dino craig hopping around yeah i did see this headline and i immediately love it i i think that would be amazing to do and we could this could be one step further to the to the bangiverse the joe bangiverse Oh, the bang verse. Um, Dude, I, if, we, if we got more Logan Lucky and more importantly, more Joe Bang, I would be so excited. That would be, I do, I do love me some Joe Bang. Um, maybe he goes down there to help Hillary Swank solve the crime from Logan Lucky. 
<laughs> yes. And it's him. And oh, my you God. You get a scene with both of them talking to each other. Oh, I, I, yes. I, I take my money now, Ryan Johnson. Hell, and, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, Steven Soderbergh, I immediately want to do that. I think what, yeah. what I hope, if they go this route and they do the anthology, I hope it truly is anthological and not a case where they feel like they need to ramp up the stakes or get crazier with the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, just give me another whodunit. It doesn't have to be bigger or more dangerous or anything like that. Um, just, you know, another whodunit I think would be interesting to see. Um, that's my one, my one, the thing that makes me go, I don't know, is if you try to take it too over the top, we saw this with Kingsman. Um, we, we've seen this with all the Marvel movies. If you just keep having to up the stakes, it just ends up being dumb. So keep the stakes small or relatively small and, uh, give me another well-written whodunit with fucking Daniel Craig as, uh, as that, that character. And, uh, I'm there for sure. This sounds dope. Yep. Ryan Johnson, a lot of fun, a lot of fun things ahead for him. Uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on him. Let us know, guys, in the comments on Twitter and on Facebook at Soko Show Pod, um, what what you think. What you know? Did did Ryan Johnson ruin Star Wars for you? And are you skipping out on Knives Out because of that? Uh, if so, we've insulted you heavily tonight, and we thank you for continuing to listen. But um, <laughs> <laughs> send us uh, send us your opinions, uh, or leave us a voice message on Anchor, and uh, let us know what you think about this story and really anything else. Uh, that we're talking about tonight. For now, though, we're going to keep things rolling and uh, away from Ryan Johnson movies into uh, a film assignment that was completed by Seth this week. Let's get into We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and... You're going to need a bigger boat. All right. We Missed the Boat is the segment where Seth and I have assigned each other a list of movies uh, that one of us loves, but the other hasn't seen yet. And so, uh, every other week, one of us watches a, a film from that list and reviews it for the show. So, uh, it was Seth's turn this week. Uh, I'm interested to hear what, what you watched from the list. I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm glad Michael Caine, uh, finally has seen this movie. And this is one I've been really excited to get your thoughts on. So I'm, I'm eager to, I'm waiting with bated breath. To hear what you thought of Eternal Sunshine. It was delightful. <laughs> <Can't do it laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> oh, man. All right. No, no, no more Michael Caine for now. Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, of course, Jim Carrey, Kate Hudson, I believe. Um, basically, Kate it's uh, Kate Winslet. There yep. we go. Kate Winslet. Sorry. Um, God, I, I fail. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> all right. Sorry. I'm back in it. Here we go. All right. So, yeah, Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet. Um, Jim Carrey, I guess, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this movie, but I don't want to say, you know, a lot about it because it is really interesting. It's like a, um, it's a love story, but where you kind of get the movie pieces, it's pieces the story together through I don't know. I don't, again, I don't want to, don't want to spoil it, but um, it's weird. It's like a very, the, the movie itself is like, a, it's Jim Carrey's memories in his head and you're just going through all these memories and it, the way they shot, the way they shoot it, you feel like you're in his head. It's mm-hmm. really weird. It feels like a series of memories and you're flipping through the memories and it all feels within that. So when you're supposed to be in that, uh, it's, it's awesome. Like it's really cool, <clears throat> really cool to, to go through it that way. Um, it is again centraled around um, Jim Carrey's and and uh, Kate Winslet's relationship, and you feel 
every bit of that that they want you to feel uh, through going through these memories. And it's really interesting. I mean, getting to put the pieces together throughout the movie, too, because they do give you subtle hints at kind of what's going on. Um, you have, sometimes they just you have to catch just the right angle of a person and you realize who it is, like that type of thing. There's a lot of cool, interesting um, pieces that they, they leave, you, leave you to find here. And, and it all... I think it all really, really pays off throughout the end. Again, I don't want to say too much because it is, if you haven't seen it, it's really cool to go in fresh. I mean, I knew kind of a general idea, but I didn't know exactly how they executed it. And it's different than what I expected, but I really liked it. Um, just overall, though, again, the way they use the shots, the cinematography, um, the the music and, and everything throughout it uh, really fits in with kind of what they're going for in terms of like, because they use the music for moods and feelings because you're in a memory, which is cool. So, um, and then the performances in general, they're great. I mean, Jim Carrey is, I mean, he's very serious. He's, I think this is the best dramatic work that I've seen. So he's very, he, he's dramatic, but he's also funny when he needs to be in certain scenes and scenarios. And there's some really... Uh, weird uh, moments for him in this movie that he has to uh, <laughs> act as. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just everything. The movie's really great. Overall, really, really great movie. Um, it's uh, it's one of the better, like, um, like relationships I've seen done on on film. Like, you feel every bit of it. Like, you, through the way they, the, the way they unravel the relationship is, like, you, you really see everything. And, and it, you, you get, more nuggets of the, the like who they really are than than you really get in most movies because they do it so rapidly and they they show pivotal moments so you really by the end care about that relationship so all of it really well done I, I really really like this movie quite a bit nice yeah I knew you would this is I mean there's greatness all over this movie it's a Charlie Kaufman script and uh, Michelle Gra- M- Michelle Gondry directed it um, and I, I I agree with you and I've seen. I'm glad that we've we've got you fully put on to dramatic Jim Carrey, um, and uh, he is incredible in this. And Kate Winslet is amazing too. And this is an interesting movie. So the it's it's not spoiler to say the the general conceit of this movie is that um, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet have broken up, and they they have the ability to go through this procedure where. Um, they remove the memories of the person you aren't in a relationship anymore so that you don't have to be in pain because you're not with them anymore. And so he opts to have this done. And so most of the movie is you seeing the memories while they go through and start pulling out Kate Winslet memories from his head. And it takes a lot of interesting, um, uh, stylistically, that makes for a lot of interesting scenes, uh, which is really cool. Um, And, you know, it's it's beautifully shot, like you said. So I, I knew I knew that you would enjoy this one. So I'm glad that you finally got around to it. Um, Eternal Sunshine is one of my favorite one of my favorite movies. It's my second favorite breakup movie after 500 Days of Summer, um, and so I have seen it a lot of times. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, your list after checking off Eternal Sunshine is now down to four movies. So I am going to replace that with another film. And yeah, okay, I'm gonna give you one that just popped back up on Netflix that I caught a long time ago, but really, really enjoyed, and I'm excited for to get your opinion on. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the game. Uh, the game. The game. It's a uh, it's a 1997 movie with Michael Douglas oh, fuck that. and Sean nope. Penn. So this is one of the nope. older ones that I've <laughs> that I've sent your way, and um, 
this is one that I, I, I would catch parts of on like TBS years ago and eventually sat down and watched the entire thing. And it's awesome. Like if you're still in the mood for like knives out where you want to see some plot twists and try to figure out what's going on, the game is for you in that mood. Um, it's based around Michael Douglas, who essentially has signed up for a, uh, game. a, a game for his, for his birthday he gets to participate in this game, which is a simulated, um, like espionage slash action movie experience, and so, and it's hyper realistic. So these people start coming into his life, and things start happening in his life. And there's a lot of like, how much of this is the game, and how much of this is real? And it's really interesting to see it all play out. And there's a super satisfying ending. Um, so the game, if you're into that, if you want to see some twists and try to figure out the plot and see what's going on, highly, highly recommend. Um, one of my favorite Michael Douglas movies too. Um, he's pretty, he's pretty good in this. Um, so this, this is one that I stumbled upon years ago and I sing its praises whenever I get a chance. So I think you're going to enjoy it when, whenever you do watch it. Tight. <laughs> so, uh, you over the next, well, I guess it'll be three weeks since we're not having a show next week, uh, have the game and four other movies to choose from. What are, what are those, what are those, uh, what's your list today? It is Silence of the Lambs, V for, v for Vendetta. The game, thoroughbreds, and burn after reading. All right, there's some good shit in there. Uh, for our next show, which will happen in two weeks, I will be reviewing one of the following films: uh, Toy Story Three, Fighting with My Family, Good Time, Young Adult, and Chasing Amy. So I've got some pretty great choices too. So on our next episode, 124, um, we will uh, dive into one of those movies for a We Miss the Boat review. Until then, the big news this week is that the game. You just made the list! All right. Uh, Eternal Sunshine, is that still on Netflix? Is that where you watched it? No, I watched it on... I rented it. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, the game uh, available on Netflix, so you can watch that one uh, without paying extra. So, great shit going on in yet another fantastic edition of We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and... You're gonna need a bigger boat. All right, the show continues to roll on, and we're going to move from the movies of the past to the movies of the current. Let's get into this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it! I hated it! All right, Seth, Oscar season is in full swing, and we've got a lot of really great movies coming out. Um, And we've got a couple of those to uh, talk about that have generated a little bit of buzz uh, when it comes to the awards conversation. So let's start with a movie that we both saw. Uh, I went to this as a birthday present to myself. Uh, Queen and Slim. So this is Daniel Kaluuya. And uh, this movie was written by Lena Waithe, um, who we know and are fans of from uh, Master of None, wrote the famous um, Thanksgiving episode with Aziz. And she's really making her way. She has her show The Shy on Showtime now. And so uh, she's got a lot going on. Directed by Melina Matsukis, who mostly was doing music videos before this. Um, but uh, you have Daniel Kaluuya and the female lead in this, Jody Turner-Smith. This is kind of her, um, her first big role. Um, and I'll go ahead and start by saying that she was really great in this. I was really impressed uh, by this being her first outing, and Kaluuya was fantastic in this also. I thought there was a lot of really great scenes, especially between the two of them. Uh, this movie centers around the titular Queen and Slim. They're on their first date when they get into an altercation with a police officer and they end up shooting him. And so the movie 
uh, is about them going on the run and trying to uh, escape the law um, because they know they're not going to get a fair trial um, because they just shot a cop. So um, it's an interesting movie. It's it's really actor-driven here, um, which was a surprise to me. I thought there would be more action involved in this. Um, but they really rev up the tension, and this depends a lot on on uh, Kaluuya and on, oh my God, I've already forgotten her name, uh, Jodie Turner-Smith. Jodie Turner-Smith. Yeah, and they delivered for me. I thought the two of them were, were really great. Their relationship was super believable to me. Um, the, their character types were an interesting choice for me. Um, Slim, Daniel Kaluuya's character being a little more timid, a little more safe, um, and, and, uh, and queen, the, the female character is more of the decision maker and sort of the power figure in their couple, which was an interesting twist, um, on, uh, you know, a plot that you've otherwise seen done, you know, where you've got the powerful man dragging around the hysterical woman. So this was a nice flip on that, which I thought was cool, but that would be my first point to make is that Kaluuya and, uh, Jodie Turner-Smith were fantastic in this, uh, which I expected they would be and they, they fully delivered. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Uh, I don't know if you want me to jump in or you're just swallowing there. No, go ahead. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, I totally agree with everything you've said so far. Um, they were they were great. Um, this one actually I did didn't I, I the way that it seemed to me I thought it was going to be what it was. So I wasn't too shocked that there wasn't as much action or anything like like that in it. Um, but it was uh, very well done. Um, definitely. Because I, I was I was shocked at the beginning. I, I I thought that they had been in a relationship. I, I guess I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised. I thought I thought they'd have been in a relationship prior to this movie happening. I thought this maybe they were already been together for a while or you know that type of thing. But uh, right away they're on a Tinder date, like their first literal Tinder date. They just met, and then this goes. They go through this, you know, being on the run and everything together. And that is that was interesting that the way they had that kind of play out um, because you really did see, I mean, it, it, this is, you know, a romantic movie without, within a, you know, a, a get a f- fugitive movie, you know, like they're, they're getting to know each other and they're getting to um, build this relationship. And, and so you see that along with what's going on. And that's really interesting to me because they are kind of, they're two very different people as well. Like she's a lawyer and, uh, and, and that type of thing. And he has like no money, <laughs> you know, like he has no, I don't know what he does. They don't ever say, I don't think, but, mm. uh, maybe sell, sell shoes or something. I can't remember, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Very, it was, it, it was interesting that the way that they, they built this relationship and it was very believable. Um, and the movie rests completely on their chemistry and I thought they, they were perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were incredible. And then I, the other thing for me that was striking was, I thought, you know, you talk about um, Melina Matsukas and her, her directorial debu- debut. Uh, I don't have the name of the director of photography here, the cinematographer, but um, the look of this movie and everything they did in camera was awesome. Like, there, there are a ton of frames here that I would just freeze and make art out of. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like Into the Spider-Verse in that way. Totally different type of look, but a lot of really artistically framed shots, a lot of color use that was really amazing here. Um, the famous poster from this movie now is the shot of the two of them sitting on a car in black and white. And that is such a perfectly lit and shot photo um, mm-hmm. that kind of perfectly encapsulates what I'm talking about here. So just aesthetically, this movie was super, super well done. And I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the vibe that it created. And one of the things that that you noted to me was how they ramped up tension throughout, you know, because they are on the run. There's kind of the constant threat of of um, them being found, 
you know, by people and you, Mm -hmm. because of how they did it, and I'm sure the score had something to do with it, but they really did a good job of keeping you on the edge of your seat the whole way through without having to resort to having a bunch of action happen. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. there are scenes where they're sitting at a table chatting and you can feel kind of the weight of, of the entirety of the police force looking for them. Uh, So it was really interesting that they were able to get that across because that was highly valuable. That was one of the things you had to nail in this movie other than just the chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, definitely a ton of tension there. They're, they they keep that going through throughout most of the movie with, with the tension. You never feel like they're totally safe. Um, also, too, you mentioned with, with the shots and everything, um, and, and as well as the music, the per, the Melina um, Matsukas, I think that was her name. Um, like you said, she did music videos, and I texted you as, as, as like that was a lot of the shots of the movie were like a music video, but in a great way. Like a mm-hmm. lot of times when you see directors who make that transition from different media or whatever into you know feature film they will kind of overdo what they did like that'll be the entire movie type of thing or that'll be a big chunk of it and to me that it was perfectly placed when that happened when there when there needed to be moments of transition or you know passages of time they, it would seem like you know kind of a music video and, and a lot of the shots would be you'd see for out straight out of a music video um a lot of the music used is, is you know perfect with a lot of the shots and everything um, so it wouldn't be like a constant thing. It wouldn't be overbearing to the actual story. It helped in a lot of cases. So I really enjoyed that a lot too. It was, it was interesting to look at along with being a, um, you know, a, a good movie, a well-acted and, and written movie. So, uh, overall that was great. Um, again, te- like you mentioned, tension was, was, was rampant throughout the movie and, and, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those, you don't really stop you know like you're you're holding your breath through through a lot of it and then uh, the other thing is a lot of the messages i mean there's a ton of messages in this movie um of course with the subject matter just by by uh you know what what it's surrounding you know with with the you know the police shooting you know that type of thing so a lot of messages uh in the movie as well um i mean i think the ending itself speaks a ton i think there's a lot you can take from that but uh, a lot to a lot to take in just beyond the surface with this one too Oh yeah, it's one of those, you know, one of those movies that handles the the issue of race and specifically as it relates to black folks and the police and it was cool because they this movie has a a lot of movies um want to give you sort of both sides of of a situation equally and all of that stuff. This movie clearly has by it. Like this movie knows on what side it mm-hmm. of the fence it is, but I don't think that hurts it. Um it's it's interesting though. Um you know, you think about their actions in this and everything and how it would relate to the real world. And they do explore that um, because it's set in current time, which was an interesting thing for me. I think aesthetically, I thought that it was set in the past because of the stuff you see in the trailer, but it's set today. And so you hear about like the media and how it responds to what they've done and uh, how they affect the lives of the people that they run into. And some people are supportive of them because, you know, because of the side of the fence they're on and some people are not supportive of them because they're on the opposite side. And it was interesting to get to see and to, to have it applied to a real world, current world uh, scenario was an interesting touch that I thought helped it a lot. Um, so this was top to bottom. Queen and Slim was a really nice experience for me. Um, you know, it's 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 not quite to the level of, you know, amazing best movie I've seen in five years, but it, I really, really enjoyed it. I think everything they went for here, they accomplished. And mm-hmm. it was... Um, just a great way to spend a couple hours. You know, it's, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this and we'll probably go back to it. I'm also shopping for that poster because it's too cool for me not to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A lot of cool art we can get from it. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, it's, uh, 
you know, it's it's a movie that surprised me. Uh, it's it's not one that I didn't expect to like. I, I the trailers looked good and everything, but I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. But like it, it was it was a different movie than I expected, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did I did really like this one too. I love it. Uh, recommends from both Seth and I uh, for Queen and Slim. You can see it in theaters now. And we turn now to a movie that is uh, streaming now on Amazon. And this is a movie I'm really excited for based on uh, the actors in it and the subject matter. But I haven't gotten a chance to check it out on Amazon yet. So, Seth, let me know. Should I should I be checking this one out or not? Yeah, so uh, this is The Report uh, with Adam Driver. Um, he he plays Daniel Jones, not the quarterback from the Giants, but um, <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. a... Uh, <laughs> um a I, I guess he works with the i think the senate um in the the majority of this movie but basically he's a he's an investigative journalist um type guy he is looking into the the torture reports is what they kind of the that's what they if you've seen the trailer for this um the it'll it scratches out torture and that's why it's called the report but it's the story of that and how that all came together so I'm sure people probably heard at least some bits of this where they're, you know, the government was using waterboarding and really cruel and unusual, uh, different types of, of torture to get information out of people. And this, this was primarily happening in, uh, the Bush administration era, 2003, 2002, 2004, right in, right in that time, right before Obama took office, um, specifically around like, you know, uh, looking for Osama and Al Qaeda and that type of thing. And so the, they were using excessive, uh, interrogation techniques is kind of how they, they label it without being like, you know, this is straight up torture. (laughs) And so, uh, again, waterboarding, all that, all that stuff. And so this became through a series of events, this became, uh, public, not public, but, uh, known to people within Washington. And so, uh, Adam driver is looking into this. He finds out more information and comes up with this giant, huge, long report. And so the movie is chronicling that, that entire <laughs> chronicling. <laughs> It's reminding me of when we were, when we were going back and forth on chronicling. Uh, this movie oh chronicles. My God, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, this movie chronicles his his run. I mean, it's like a fifteen year time span. It even comes up to right uh, around when or right after uh, Trump was elected into office. But um, yeah, it, it's a pretty crazy story. A long journey of of the government. Uh, positioning especially the the cia positioning itself because the cia is using is the one using the 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 brutal technique techniques to interrogate so uh, it's a lot of a lot of positioning and and threats and and all that stuff you see you, you get to see inside all that so that that's pretty cool um really scary that our government is is the way it is sometimes but uh <laughs> that is it is what it is um you mentioned though the cast there's there's a lot of like bit parts because adam driver is the entire movie this is his story so he's in the you know the whole thing pretty much other than a couple flashbacks here and there but you mentioned uh a couple of the the surround the supporting cast john ham uh, plays a, a small part. David Cross, uh, Corey Stoll from uh, House Cards. House Cards. Yep. And so you know you, you see a lot of those these people doing political roles too. And Corey Stoll's been in like multiple things now where he plays a political role. So kind of funny that those people come back. But um, yeah, just a, a lot of small parts you played here and there that that add to the to the overall story. But Adam Driver uh, <laughs> drives this movie. Um, he uh, he. Uh, 
you know, by by the end of this movie, you really see that what what this takes on him. What <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> it took me Did a little bit to come around to that one. <laughs> Holy cow! Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I almost got in my fucking third point after. <laughs> after um, but he does. He he does. Uh, by the end of this movie, you see the journey it takes and the toll it takes on him because you know he's he is threatened throughout this this time and he's you know he's trying to get a career in washington but this is also something that's looked negatively upon him especially on the republican side of things so you see the toll it takes on him and like the the personally as as well as professionally uh he he does a great job i mean he this is one role where you know early on it's it 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 doesn't he's not asked a lot but as the movie goes on it does take more of him uh again because it has a toll that takes on him emotionally so you you do see more of a performance out of him in this one and and for me he did kind of you know kind of disappear into this role once the movie really got going so um i don't know if it's necessarily like an oscar you know nominee or anything like that but I, you know if he did i wouldn't be upset by it so good movie i'd recommend seeing it okay good i i'm excited to see this i i i don't know it the older I get, the more I love a political drama. That's the old man in me. Um, <laughs> and so uh, also a big, big fan of Adam Driver. So I'm going to be checking this one out on Amazon Prime, um, ASAP Rocky, uh, the report here. So um, Adam Driver, man, dude, every time I see Adam Driver, I, I am he climbs my list of like favorite actors right now. He's, he's, he hasn't done anything not great uh, that I've seen. I don't know if you can think of anything. Um... The Last Jedi. No, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not going to watch anything Adam Driver does because he's bad in The Last Jedi. <laughs> you sound like the, the comic book guy on uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> Worst actor Man, I'm, ever. <laughs> I'm busting out all the impressions tonight. I know. So that's got the voice shit on lock. Uh, <laughs> you can check out the report right now on Amazon Prime, and you can go to the theater to check out Queen and Slim. Uh, both are available for you to see right now, and both get thumbs up recommendations uh, from Seth and I. So go check out those two movies, and uh, that's it for this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hate it. All right, we roll on now. Usually, reviews mean that we're coming to the end of the show, but uh, we got one more piece of business to attend to. So let's get into it. Yeah, fucking every time. Um, the new release exam is here. We do this once a month. Uh, we're going to be previewing all of the the major releases. Uh, chronicling. Are, we're going to chronicle them um, <laughs> that are coming out for the next month, this being the month of December, of course. So the game goes like this. Seth has come up with five titles uh, that are going to be the major releases for the month of December. And what I need to do... Five. Is... For any three of those movies, I need to correctly name three. the director, uh, an actor or actress, and the release date actor. for each of the for three of the five movies. If I can get three out of five correct, three out of five, then for the month of December, I will go December. back to being named the co-host and Seth the so-host. If I lose, co-host Seth will rename me, and I will have to operate under a pseudonym for pseudonym the month of december that was really really hard to do but i made it through it (laughs) despite the attempted interruptions by doofus over here and uh seth i am now ready what are my five films i'm feeling confident this week 
Well, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> your films are Cats, mm-hmm. Jumanji, okay. colon, Welcome to the Jungle, Playmobil the Movie, Star Wars Episode Nine colon, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And finally, Dick Jewel. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I can get... Richard, Richard, Richard Jewell Richard is, is the real yeah. name, for those who don't know. Uh, Dick Jewell is what you call a, uh, a Prince Albert piercing. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure I can get four of these. I'm feeling pretty confident. Let's start with Star Wars. Um, December 20th is the official release date for that one. Um, mm-hmm. We have J.J. Abrams directing, and mm-hmm. the aforementioned Adam Driver would be one of the actors mm-hmm. on that one. Very excited for Star Wars. Got my Correct. got my ticket for IMAX 3D, um, uh, Thursday night showing. You're going Thursday night too, I assume. Yeah, don't be fucking bragging over there, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, IMAX. Oh, I'm so cool. I am very cool. Thank you. Um, let's go to... Let's do Jumanji. Um, okay, so Jumanji, that is, I believe, a December 13th release. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, The Rock. Uh, also, um, Karen Gillan is in this, and she's becoming one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm excited for this. And then yes, this is, is it, shit, is it Jake Kasdan? Yes, sir. Ah, sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, so that's Jumanji. So I need one more to officially win. I think I can get two more. Um, Richard Jewell. Dick Jewel. I'll try for Dick Jewel. Dick Diamond. <laughs> um, okay, so this is another December 13th release. Um, yeah, sure. Great weekend, by the way. I'm really excited for that weekend. There's some good shit coming out. Clint Eastwood directs. Um, hopefully a bounce back yeah, sure. from The Mule, which you hated last year. <laughs> I did. And the... Shit. I, I, I knew the name of the main actor who looks like he's doing some real good shit in this, um, but I cannot remember it. But I'm pretty sure Olivia Wilde is in this in a supporting role. Yes, sir. Okay, and I know John Hamm is too. So, okay, cool. So that's I, I've officially won, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try for four here. Um, Richard Jewell, by the way, I am incredibly excited for. I think that's a really interesting story, and um, hopefully Clint Eastwood keeps his racism out of it. Um, but um, <laughs> very excited to see that one on the 13th. Um, I'm not going to get my racism out of your movie. <laughs> um, what were the other ones? Playmo- Playmobile. Playmobile I'm, I'm not going to even try Playmobile. I don't know what that and is. Cats. Uh, cats. Okay, Cats I can do. Um, cats is a Christmas release, the 25th. And no. It's December 20. Oh, it is. It's the same date as Star Wars. Fuck. Um, you suck, sir. Well, okay. It's a good thing I already won. Um, Taylor Swift is in this. Uh, looking fine as hell as a feline, like we talked about with Jared last week. And mm-hmm. then, um, is it Tom Hooper? Is that the director? Tom name? Hooper. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm with Jared on this one. I'm pretty excited for cats. Um, they're cats. They're cats. They're furry and forlorn. <laughs> um, That's rats. So we live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts are torn. <laughs> <laughs> is that Thirty Rock? No, that's A. Arnold. It's A. Arnold. <laughs> Yeah, we're rats, we're rats, we're furry and forlorn. And it's like, how does it go? We live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts are torn. Wow, you remember that, huh? I do, from my childhood. <laughs> what is it? It's like, what does it go? It's like, 
oh god there's a part after that it's like damn it i can't remember it now but there's another part after that i remember <laughs> i remember watching that a lot i don't know why we got we got some time here let's see if i can see if i can find this here we're rats, we're rats, we're furry and forlorn. We live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts are torn. We laugh, <laughs> we cry, we sing in harmony. I love her, but I love him. And darn it, he loves me. Oh, rats, 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 rats. That's awesome. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I don't know why that stuck in my head, but yeah, I remembered that. I remember that last part <laughs> once it came on. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Man, I miss Harold. Uh, um. Anyway, that departure. Uh, I don't know anything about Playmobil. I. What's when's that come out? Does that come out like like now, as of releasing the podcast? Yeah, the, December sixth. Yes. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is in it, and Lini Salvo is the director. Are you um, are you gonna go see no. this hoping for the same Lego magic? Definitely not. <laughs> oh my god, this looks this looks highly highly dumb. But I'm sure it'll make that's some, gonna make the poster. It'll make some highly highly dumb Cody Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Uh, so those are some of the big releases. A couple other ones that you and I were talking before we started recording today, Seth. Uh, the Aeronauts, which has Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne. Uh, Felicity Jones is playing Amelia. Uh, well, Amelia, Amelia. She would later become Amelia Earhart. She's Amelia Wren in this. Uh, I guess she's not married yet. Um, and they're up in a weather balloon. That she was and bitchy. she and Eddie Redmayne uh, up in a weather balloon, and it looks like some high fucking drama up there. Um, so that's gonna be really interesting. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. I just sneezed out that delicious pun. Thank you, thank you. Sneeze and delicious are not allowed in the same sentence. <laughs> that was a tasty sneeze. Um, Ew. I am also. Uh, I'm excited for Black Christmas. Now this is. Uh, it was. It was made like ten years ago already. So this is just another Christmas-themed horror remake based on. Um, I don't remember how old the original Black Christmas is, but... Um, I thought you meant, like, this movie was made 10 years ago and it's coming out now. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's being remade again after being remade uh, 10 years ago. And I think this is, you know, I'm always down... You guys know me. I'm down for a gimmicky, probably crappy horror movie. Um, and I'll, I'll be going to see that one. So that's that same uh, 12th weekend, along with Richard Jewell and Jumanji. And then you've got... Dick Jewell. Uh, Uncut Gems, I'm really stoked for. I gotta imagine you are, too. Adam, Adam Sandler getting back into the... Putting his drama shoes back on for that one. Um, do you think Uncut Gems is the sequel to Richard Jewell once he gets a circumcision? I. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> are you. I saw the trailer for this one um, just like last week and it seemed interesting. Uh, a Hidden Life. This is about an Austrian person who conscientiously objects. <clears throat> to fighting for the Nazis in World War II. And it stars uh, Matthias Schoenarts, who you really liked earlier oh, cool. this year, in The Mustang. So uh, I got to assume that's that's on your radar, too. That's also on the 12th. This is a packed fucking week. Uh, 13th, yeah. I should say. December 13th. Uh, packed week. Looks like four or five movies that I'll try to see. There's also a, a Kristen Stewart movie coming out that week that I've not heard of, but could be interesting. Um, of course, you have Star Wars and Cats we talked about. I'm really excited for Bombshell. This is... Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron is playing Megan Kelly, and they have they made her up to look fucking exactly like Megan Kelly. It's weird, almost. Yep. 
Uh, but this is about Fox News and Roger Ailes and his allegations uh, and the women who kind of brought them to light. So Margot Robbie and um, Nicole Kidman are in this one as well. So, um, And I believe uh, in that one, um, Duplass, Mark Duplass plays Charlie Theron's husband in that too, which is kind of funny because he played her husband in Tully. Oh, yeah, that is. Well, he played her brother. Was it brother? Yeah, because the husband was oh, okay. Kyle Chandler. Um, oh yeah, you're right. But you're yeah, right. they've been they've been in a few things together, um, which is really cool. But yeah, she looks strikingly like Megan Kelly. It's it's almost yeah. freaking me out. Um, but um, <laughs> freaking me out, man. <laughs> very excited to see that one in between Star Wars viewings and Cats viewings on the twentieth, and then uh, Christmas is also fucking loaded. Uh, we talked about no, we didn't talk about any of these actually. Nineteen seventeen which is Sam Mendes' uh, World War I uh, epic, which apparently is done in, in one, it's a simulated one shot. So I can only imagine the, the tension that that's going to help with in, in setting the mood here. So I'm really excited for 1917. Uh, Little Women also, uh, Greta Gerwig is back after um, her most recent big success was, um, was Lady Bird. And so she has Sarah Sharon and back, Bird. Uh, Sarah Shaw, alongside Emma Watson, <laughs> uh, Florence Pugh, who we saw earlier this year in Midsummer and in Fighting With My Family, and then Timothy Chalamet, uh, who I recently really enjoyed in Call Me By Your Name. So this is a stacked cast. Um, I, I've i never really cared about Little Women, like the the story, you know, but um, this seems interesting to me just for the, the acting power here. Um, so I'll probably go check that one. And then Spies in Disguise looks like a fun one. Um, this is, uh, Will Smith is a super spy who apparently, I didn't know that, I didn't know the plot of this movie until just today. Uh, apparently he gets turned into a pigeon and his <laughs> nerdy tech officer played by Tom Holland has to help him save the world because he's a pigeon. So that seems interesting to me. Um, and then the other, the other one I'm pumped for is Just Mercy, which is, yeah. uh, Michael B. Jordan is playing a, an attorney who is trying to get Jamie Foxx off of death row. Uh, and then Brie Larson is also uh, in there as well. This one looks like a real fucking, like a, a big punch in the emotional guts. Um, that's going to be a heavy one, but I'm really excited to see it. Uh, see Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, that is, uh, get back in there. <clears throat> so a pretty interesting looking December. Uh, those are the big releases listed on IMDb. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff coming out on streaming and stuff as well. And we'll get early releases for some of the Oscar hopefuls at the end of the month. So this is like, this is prime time for movie watching, especially for you, Seth. You're, you're, always, you're always about the uh, the uh, the Oscar type movies and the prestige stuff. So you're, you're just fucking licking your chops ready for December, I'm sure. I'm licking. <laughs> he is, uh, he's licking. He's licking, folks, as always. Um, so I am the winner of this week's new release rectal exam, so that's that's something to be celebrated. For three for the win, yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! So next week, uh, or I guess in two weeks, since we're taking next week off, I will be back to huh. being known as the co-host and Seth the so-host. So uh, it's going to be a good month, good month of December. Uh, I'm happy to get back off the schneid uh, when it comes to new release exam. I think um, I've lost a couple uh, recently, so it's good to get back on the winning train. Um, so that is it for this month's new release exam. The next one will be in the new year, January 2020. Oh, you didn't. I was waiting for you that time. You didn't do it. Um, no, I'm over <laughs> it. I've grown up. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Seth has grown up, everybody. This podcast is going to change a lot. 
Um, <laughs> now that we've got the new release exam behind us, we are just about to the end of, of what will be a pretty short show. Um, but that's okay because we were really long last week with Jared. So uh, it'll be good to get you guys out quickly this time. But uh, before we do any wrapping up, we got to do one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I want to revisit something that I've talked about in the past, and that is Regal Unlimited. And more generally, uh, just the Regal Theater that I go to. And I want to sing their praises for my one more thing today. Uh, I now have been, for just over a year, a, a quote-unquote member of Regal, a rewards member, and uh, also now have become a Regal Unlimited member. And the discounts that I get on concessions, I get 10% off all concessions, which is awesome. Um, and I get free unlimited movies, uh, and I can do double features with unlimited, which is awesome. Um, so, you know, it's not a one per day thing. It's unlimited. So as long as the movies are 90 minutes apart, you can get multiple tickets for the same day. Um, and then if I want to do like IMAX, um, then it's, it's six bucks for IMAX. So you just pay the surcharge. So unlimited has been really awesome to me, but the reason I wanted to shout out Regal this week is because last week was my birthday. Um, and as I mentioned before, I went to see Queen and Slim and I treated myself to a bag of corn and a uh, bag of M&Ms. So my, my classic corn and M's combo along with the cherry Coke. And I was pleasantly surprised when they scanned me up because, uh, because it was my birthday, I got my drink and my popcorn for free. And I thought that that was a really cool, uh, thing that they did. And I don't know if it's because I'm unlimited member or because I, I'm a, I'm a diamond member. Um, of the standard rewards program, but, uh, just a shout out to Regal, uh, and a thank you for, for the free popcorn and the, and the free drink. I thought that was a really cool thing to do. And just in general, I'm having a, an incredible experience with my Regal theater here in Bend. Um, they're getting all the movies I want to see. They've got the IMAX, they've got screen X, uh, always comfortable seats. The staff there is great. I'm, I'm just loving my Regal theater and we're not sponsored by them in any way I should say, but, um, but, uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying them a lot, and and I especially enjoyed my my free corn and nems. Wow, we fucking get it. You got unlimited fucking movies, <laughs> Jesus. Free corn, free pop, jeez, God, come on, <laughs> rich, just get richer. God, I can't even get a free like napkin at my goddamn movie theater. They're charging me for everything. It's because of that punk Greg Marcus that you uh, you're supporting. <laughs> well, it's because they make such delicious cheeseburgers that they have to make up for. Because the cheeseburgers aren't very expensive, because they want to give those away, because they love us, so they they make they they make everything else more expensive. They don't give us other free stuff because they give us what our soul lacks when you have one of their cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. I I guess that's a pretty extreme way to describe a cheeseburger, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't doubt. That I don't do anything been... half-assed, man. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of on the island there. No uh, no unlimited, no AMC, and no Regal. Yeah, you're at the Marcus Theater, so. Hopefully they get something subscription-wise going, because I know Regal well, is, that, has had some success with theirs, so hopefully that's coming soon for you. Well, hopefully. I, I don't even want a su- subscription thing. I just want this fucking, uh, the, the, whatever, the free one that I'm supposed to be getting. Oh, the, with the uh, ads. I forgot. That's got to be coming yeah, soon. Yeah, pre, pre-show. Pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be coming in November, but they were doing some additional app work and stuff to it, so um, I should. they said it's like a couple months behind schedule, so... Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, I'll get it soon and be able to get free movie tickets, which would be really cool. Yeah, that'll be stellar. Um, for my one more thing, pretty simple, pretty easy. Just uh, if you have Amazon Prime, which most people do, or at least they have someone's password for it, go check out Brittany Runs a Marathon. That is on there now. Oh, it's an, it was yes. an Am- Am- 
it was an Amazon uh, movie. Like they 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 financed it and everything like that. So that's why it's on there so quick. Go check it out. It's awesome. One of the best movies of the year. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. I can second that. Fantastic. Uh, I know Jared liked it as well. Uh, you can find his review over on YouTube at Jared Buckendall. But uh, yeah. Oh man, that movie that got me. Uh, I was soaked when I came out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brittany runs a marathon available on Amazon Prime, and uh, if you're if you're not streaming at home, go to a Regal theater. That's that's what I say. Um, man, wouldn't it be cool if you I could get a Regal, Regal sponsorship? TV. That'd be pretty fucking dope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right, that's gonna bring us to the end of episode 123 of the one, two, Soco three. Show. Make sure, guys, that you're subscribed wherever it is you may be listening, so you can get new episodes. Um, I typically say every Thursday of this show and every Friday of the sports show, but we had delayed releases this week because of the holiday and we're taking next week off. So when we come back, we'll be back on the usual schedule Thursdays and Fridays. Um, so make sure you subscribe so you know when new episodes drop. Also head over to the anchor page, become a contributor if you can, um, and, and give monthly to help us produce this show. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Mike V, Jared B and fuck you for being our contributors so far. If you want to become a contributor, head on over to Anchor. And if you don't want to be a contributor, that's fine too. Just uh, keep listening to these episodes, keep sharing them with friends, and uh, every listen counts for us. So highly appreciate uh, you guys continuing to listen to our episodes. Um, Again, no episode next week. Uh, So it's going to be two weeks before we drop episode 124, and we're going to have a shitload of movie reviews to do when that comes out. Also, we'll be chatting about our... Um, our LA trip coming up soon. So a lot of fun stuff. And we're going to be reviewing a lot of Oscar movies here before the end of the year uh, as they come out. So movie reviews aplenty uh, coming your way. So uh, for for now, um, and for the final time, I have been Coco Rabbit, and he is, as always, Seth Ott. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye, sir.